We're coming in hot with inspiring guests, witty banter, and colorful commentary for today's veterans and military community. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. Hello and welcome again to the Tango Epilema Experience. I'm Jeff Daly of the Michigan Dailies, and there, bespeckled, is Ashley Marie Gorbolger Maldonado. How are you today? I am doing quite fine, quite well. All right. All things, all of the things. I think you're going to, I think you particularly are going to love today's show. So why don't we just, just jump right into it? Absolutely. You know, I love, I love when I can uh, get super nerdy with it, but in the meantime, uh, American Legion is doing some great things. So, uh, rally around the flag for Americanism month. So the American Legion has recognized the month of February as Americanism month since 1960, following the passing of resolution number 163 at the national convention at Miami beach, Florida, how I wish I was there in the American Legion's preamble, it states to foster and perpetuate hundred percent Americanism. Um, so the American Legion family members uh, achieve this by conducting programs that fall under the American Legion's Americanism pillar. So examples would be American Legion baseball, a rhetorical contest, Boys State, Boys Nation, junior shooting sports, scouting, and flag education. So pretty cool. So since early uh, 2021, the American Legion has been invigorating pride for building awareness uh, about why the U.S. flag matters with the Rally Round Flag Initiative. So to support this effort, the American Legion has created 50 Rally Round the Flag messages that can be shared on social media. Uh, these social media graphics feature historical notes, fun facts, voices from history about old, old glory. Do you know what Flag Day is, Jeff? I actually don't off the top of my head. It's, I'm pretty sure June 14th, because it's also the Army's birthday. The who? Right? So the, 14th. the Army's what? army's birthday oh yeah you don't care about them <laughs> no i do care but i i think that it's interesting that uh because february is americanism month if you ask most of us legionnaires the to define what it is what is americanism and what do we do to promote it most people have no idea so i'm glad that the article that you quoted listed all of the different programs, not all of them, but a great sampling of the programs that fall under Americanism and rallying around the flag is uh, just one. So uh, these uh, there's if for posts that want to beef up their social media, there's some great content that gets made out of national that uh, deserves more eyeballs. So let's get uh, let's get to posting those things and I don't know what you guys do at your post, but like we have scouts that retire flags, um, the bad flags and people bring them to us. And uh, we had for a long time, just a funny story. We had, we have a huge flag in front of our post and we had some bad electrical issues. So uh, we, the, the, the light that's supposed to be on it didn't work for a while. And people know we're the beacon of flag code. So they called and let us know every day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, 
I think it's interesting because a lot of the Americanism programs, what most don't realize is that it came from World War One. A lot of World War One soldiers were coming back, you know, American Legion is, is starting right 1919. And they created these series of Americanism programs to instill a, a sense of pride in, in nationalism within the country, because you had a lot of folks who were immigrants who maybe didn't speak English as first language, or they didn't really understand necessarily what they were fighting for. So it was really this collective values kind of funnel to create programs, whether it was for health and wellness. So like the baseball program or um, flag etiquette. So folks understanding and appreciating the flag and instilling a sense of pride to um, rhetorical contest rights, understanding our constitution, understanding the values and principles that we are fighting for. So this catch-all of Americanism programs now, 21st century, is historically founded in all of these, you know, um, health and wellness and um, just constructive programs of the community for a time and place. And we still do them today um, with more of a, you know, a modern twist to them. And we're continuing to advocate for even family-led programs or family-driven programs that are opposed. So it's a great initiative, great initiatives, plural, but uh, rally around the flag is great, and I have been told that our super producer Holly has uh, made those graphics. So shout out and oh. kudos to Miss Holly. Oh. oh, she spends time doing things other than the podcast. I'm I'm highly disappointed, highly well. disappointed. <laughs> and I I learned Boy State. I'm not going to make the bold statement of calling it the. So I'm going to say one of so that I'm increase my opportunity to be accurate. It's one of the oldest programs in the American Legion. Mm-hmm. I, someone may have told me it's the, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that because not, not not I'm not going to go there. So, I'm going to go know, with I, one I of the to... oldest. Yeah, there you go. And <laughs> I love how you spoke that, uh, you know, this created about uh, uh, to, to honor Americanism that people all fought for. Another another area of things that people fought for, we're going to really dive into today, and that are uh, that is the benefits that that were earned uh, by your service. Actually, they've been earned since you one day of service after you signed your name on the line. So let's we're going to get into that today. So I'm going to introduce our guests. Today, we'll be joined by some folks from Advocate Health Advisors, a veteran owned company that helps veterans make informed decisions as they navigate the Medicare system and combine VA benefits to manage cost, quality, and availability of medical care for the remainder of their lives. This is important information and not just for the over 65 crowd. Advocate assists all those managing their Medicare benefits, but for today, we're gonna focus on what they do for veterans because our guests are experts in this area. Cullen Wright is Advocate are his Advocates Veterans Initiative National Director. He began his military service in 1985. Remember 1985? No, not particularly, but I do know that that's when the Golden Girls first aired their pilot, and I really love that show. So that's my 80s nostalgia for the day. That's your 80s connection, got it. We're gonna make a new 80s connection with uh, Colin. He he enlisted in 1985 as as a soldier and then retired 34 years in the US Army in 2019 as a full bird colonel. His assignments, what's that? I said we got out the same year. That's beautiful. 
His assignments range from platoon to the Pentagon, and he earned a Bronze Star for his actions while serving in Iraq and Afghanistan. He's a member of Post 290 in Bridgeville, Pennsylvania. Shout out. Christine Lonegro is the Pennsylvania and West Virginia Regional Manager and Veterans Initiative Specialist. She's an advocate for veterans and their families as an active member of the American Legion Auxiliary, the Pittsburgh VA Roundtable, and the Pennsylvania American Legion Housing for Homeless Veterans Corporation. Her passion for serving veterans is genetic. Her father is American Legion Past National Commander Ronald Conley. And we'll be back with Colin and Christina right after this break. Hearing loss and tinnitus are the top service-connected disabilities, and we know that hearing issues can result in social isolation and loneliness. These issues, in turn, can lead to a host of other potential health conditions, especially for veterans. That's why staying connected with family and friends is so critical to our health. The Heroes with Hearing Loss program supports veterans facing the challenges of hearing loss and provides solutions to keep us connected. One of those solutions is the captioned telephone, which allows veterans to listen and read what is said over the phone, making it easier than ever to connect with those who matter most in our lives. Thanks to Hamilton CapTel, the sponsor of the Heroes with Hearing Loss program, captioned telephones are available at no cost for veterans. Learn more at heroeswithhearingloss.org. All right. Now, we already talked about you in uh, the bio before you got here, but the bio didn't talk about the impressive look of your screen with the backgrounds. I see branded on one side. I just see memorabilia on the other. It's amazing. So uh, welcome to the show. And how's it been since we saw you at convention? Uh, wonderful, Jeff and Ashley. Thanks for having us. Uh, we've been very busy since convention. Uh, we make a lot of connections at the national level, and then we follow back up at the state and local level. So it's just a cycle of, you know, we kind of see you everywhere. And uh, the more we're out there, the more veterans we're helping. We're a little over uh, 10,000 just in the space that has no prescription medications and one of the things that we do. And then there's another you know, probably 7,000 on top of that. So we're, we're really excited about the momentum that we've gained. And going to national conventions is a big part of that. All right, well, we look forward to seeing you again. And we're going to jump into some questions. And Ashley always likes to start. I think she's claiming alphabetical order. So oh, I don't really, always alphabetical order. I don't have any option here. So, <laughs> so, so I want to deep dive into your organization. Um, talk about some terminology, of course. So uh, Colin, Christina, whoever wants to take it away. Um, tell us about how you got started with your organization. Tell the folks out there like what it is that you do. Let's break it down Barney style and let's let's educate some folks today about the amazing work that you're doing in the community. Sure. Um, Christina, I'll let you follow on when I get your your part where we acquired you, stole you away. Um, <laughs> our CEO and founder, Darwin Hale was an army colonel uh, he and I served together you know in a variety of assignments you know 30 some years and uh, about 17 years ago he was a healthcare director at AT&T uh, he was preparing for deployment to Afghanistan his mother was turning 65 uh, he sat down with a friend and got the right policy for her and while he was in Afghanistan someone came behind him and changed her policy and it was absolutely not a good fit and that bothered him and you know he tried to follow up with you know, the, the agent, the agent's um, FMO, which is a field marketing organization, which is what we are, no luck there, 
uh, no luck with the Department of Insurance. So it really frustrated him. It frustrated him to the point where he left his job as a healthcare director at AT&T and started Advocate Health Advisors with uh, two or three employees. Uh, about 125 strong now. We have thousands of agents that are right in partnership with us across the U.S. And um, when I was preparing to, to leave active duty, uh, Darwin asked me about uh, working with Advocate Health. And I said, well, let me find out a little bit more about it. I took my uh, insurance license and the very first uh, veteran I helped, uh, Frank Babbitt, wonderful man down in Naples, Florida. Uh, Frank was doing so many things wrong. He, he was paying $2,400 a month for his prescription medications over the counter. Uh, we got him to the VA. He had never been to the VA before. His cost is now $8. Uh, we got him a set of hearing aids, a CPAP, and then he was also entitled to a small pension for uh, uh, hearing loss. So Frank was a, a plank holder on the Indianapolis when it rolled out of the Brooklyn Navy Yard. So it was just an honor to help him. Called Darwin back. I said, I'm hooked. Uh, there's thousands of veterans out there that need our help, and Christina and I have touched them. So I've been with Advocate about seven years. I'm going to transition to Christina here. We were out looking for movers and shakers, and we had a dinner appointment with her. And Chris, I'll let you tell how you came to be with the Advocate team. Well, thank you, Cullen, and thank you for having us on your podcast today. We really appreciate getting that message out there. Um, I actually joined Advocate about uh, a little over three and a half years ago. Um, my focus has been strictly on the veterans market. Um, working with veterans is what I had done prior to um, in healthcare. And so this was a great fit. Um, I understood what the needs were of veterans uh, in working with the VA here in Pittsburgh and um, part of the Veterans Community Partnership. So trying to build that bridge and I thought, what a better way to build a bridge than to get the message out to veterans themselves. And so um, together, Cullen and I have worked hard to uh, let veterans know that they have two earned benefits. They have a benefit that they've earned through their military service, whether it's VA healthcare, TRICARE for life, or if it's a family member and they have CHAMP VA. And they also have a Medicare benefit that they earned by working. They worked in the community. They earned that benefit. We're here to show them that they can complement one another. We want to be able to get that message out there that um, this is something that, you know, we're here to, um, to support you and to provide that education. And, uh, and, and so together, Colin and I, work on our veterans team as part of Advocate Health Advisors. All right. Excellent. You, you going, Ashley, you got a follow-up? Uh, I just had a, a quick question. So, you know, with, with Advocate as a health advisor for veterans, um, I think that there's always a lot of confusion on the differences between what Medicare is, what Medicaid is. There's always just like this elusive giant medical, you know, system out there. Then you've got the VA, which is, you know, the largest healthcare system. You've got private insurances. You've got all of these other components that factor into, I'm, I'm sure when you're, when you're advising, pun intended, and when you're advising and advocating for these individuals, but I'd love to know what the difference is between Medicare, Medicaid, and what are just some common myths that folks don't always necessarily know or you wish that they knew? 
Chris, you want to take that? Um, sure. So when you look at the two systems, and yes, believe me, you're not the only one who gets them confused or that people out there that get them confused because they are two government programs. Um, Medicare is for someone who is eligible based on they've been disabled for more than 24 months, so they can be younger. Um, they are over 65 years of age uh, or they've left an employer plan. They can be eligible for Medicare. Um, there are two parts to Medicare, traditional Medicare, uh, Part A and Part B. Part B is the, the system designed to uh, pay for physician appointments and um, anything that would consider outpatient. And that's the part that people pay for. There's a premium associated with that. Um, that's paid for uh, directly out of your social security check normally to the government for having Medicare. Medicaid is set up for individuals who are uh, low income. And so that we know there's a population of veterans who can get Medicaid based on, or get VA healthcare too, based on the fact that they're low income. Well, if they're low enough in their income and they could be eligible for an extra benefit with Medicaid, so again, low income individuals, um, it supports them uh, for their healthcare. Um, in most cases, they pay nothing uh, for any of their medical treatments that are covered normally by Medicare um, or by any kind of healthcare providers. So again, approved. Uh, so they get that coverage. In addition, they get some extra benefits depending on the state that they live in. Um, and some people have both. Some people have Medicare and Medicaid. So you could have someone who is, um, who is elderly or who's on Medicare and they could be low income. Therefore, they're eligible for both Medicaid and Medicare. And uh, the combination of that enables them to get a special plan designed. It's called a dual eligible plan or a decent plan. And oftentimes the carriers try to provide um, benefits beyond what you know anybody else on Medicare can get. So you can get, um, for example, dental benefits. We know that that's a big challenge for veterans is dental care. Um, in some states, they can get up to $6,000 if they have both Medicare and Medicaid. So, um, you know, when we're sitting down with somebody, we want to evaluate that. We want to make sure if they're eligible for Medicaid that they are able to uh, apply and teach them the process to do so. And if they're eligible for their VA healthcare benefit or for Medicare benefits, teach them about what they need to know. And, and it's an education process. It's not, you know, set someone up for a plan, they have um, healthcare needs. And so, you know, just set them up with something. You really have to spend the time to find out what the needs are. That's fascinating. Yeah, the dual, the dual part is so specialized, we've actually, uh, have a whole nother initiative with an advocate led by Mike Yazzie, who's a nationally recognized subject matter expert in the dual plans. Because as Christina said, they're, they're extremely robust. You may have someone who's just on Medicaid that doesn't even know that they can migrate to a dual plan and literally get thousands of dollars worth of benefits. And as Christina said, the cost is 
you know, most often very little or nothing. Uh, great plans. Well, I was going to follow up real quick with, uh, I hear the meta, anything starting with meta and then something else makes me uh, peer into the future. I did hear you say uh, something that some of these scenarios are for, for younger folks. So what is, what could, and it's very complicated. Like when you explained all that, I'm like, I would never do that on my own, much like a, a VA claim. I would never do that on my own. Uh, I would come to the experts like you. So if someone is not an active member of AARP, what is it that you could, what is, what could we come to you for and, and get assistance with? Sure, you can have uh, people, as a matter of fact, if you go to our website, uh, Paul on our website is an example of this. He was a social security disability rated veteran. And uh, Paul had gone for 24 months. On that 25th month, you're eligible for Medicare. He's in his 40s. And um, they're so glad to not be out there paying for you know, an $800 a month policy that they don't know you have more. And uh, we moved him to a plan that cost him exactly $0 a month in addition to his Part B that comes out of his Social Security. And it actually pays him back about $50. Um, some of these companies take uh, what we call original Medicare from the government and they run it uh, through a company like Humana at United, various companies. And they find that you know, they can do it better and at less cost. So if there's a $600 savings, they'll give Paul $50 of that back every month. And uh, he was so excited. Paul's been one of our biggest advocates in the community. He'll, he'll call me every month with a, hey, guess what? I found another younger veteran that didn't know they qualified for this. So uh, that's a wonderful thing. Most times it is at age 65, but there is just such, and I think Ashley said it, or you said it, that there's just such a lack of information and misinformation out there. So that's what Christine and I have you know, dedicated the last several years of our life to, because there's the five systems of Medicare, Medicaid, CHAMP, VA, VA, and TRICARE. And each of them have different rules and each of them combine differently and sometimes multiple uh, buckets, I call them. Sometimes multiple of those buckets are combined within the same household. So Very interesting. Cool. I know, I know I'm a, a TRICARE prime. My husband is still serving um, active duty reserve component for National Guard. And um, this right here, <laughs> TRICARE, TRICARE prime. All day. You have wonderful insurance. I have wonderful insurance. You I really found do. out a wrist surgery costs about fourteen thousand dollars, with like you know without insurance or depending on your what your deductible is or how much you're paying in and copayments. I walked into Fort Belvoir and emergency room multiple times in January, and when I found out that I needed you know ten screws and a plate in my arm, I was like, oh my gosh, and uh, they were like, yeah, I just walked out and there was like there was no bill. It was insane to me because as I explained this to my parents, they were like, they were flummoxed. They had, they were like, what? That's, that's wild. Cause I know what kind of insurance plans my family okay. has or across other employers with like my brothers or other, et cetera. So I think it's interesting that you mentioned the different, um, the different programs out there, because I think there's always some confusion too, as like for folks who are transitioning out, say after that 20 years and like, Yep. what they qualify for upon retirement, um, you know, with their, with their discharge status, if they've got medical, but it's so nice to know 
that you all are out here having these conversations because, you know, I don't know a whole lot about this. Like I know a little bit about, you know, that, you know, the healthcare model, I could tell you kind of how my insurance works, or I could tell you what benefits I have based on my uh, eligibility and entitlement through my service. But I couldn't tell you the first thing about federal and state programs or how to apply or what to do. So that's, it's, it's great information. So I'm uh, glad I'll, you had a good experience. I, you didn't even great have to experience. pay the Hold on, thumbs up. Oh, wait, no, you can't see my thumb. <laughs> and like you said, there are people who retire, they've been in for over 20 years and they could be younger and, you know, no one ever told them what they would need to know when they turned 65 and they'd be eligible for TRICARE for life. And we're here to help them understand that transition and understand that they have extra benefits beyond their TRICARE for life, that um, you know they've got great coverage already, but what else can we do to help someone who's spent all that time in the service you know, and we're able to sit down with them and walk them through. This is what you have. This is what we can do to improve it. This is now up to you, but you have the education that you need, you know, and um, I mean, I'm working with a veteran right now who he had spent over 20 years in the service, but had no idea that his TRICARE for life depended on him having Medicare. It was never explained to him. So all along, he thought he had TRICARE for life, even though he canceled his Part B, Medicare, which meant now he didn't have TRICARE for life, but he didn't know that. So, you know, now he came to us and he said, okay, what do I need to do to get my Medicare straightened out so I can take advantage of this military benefit that I have that no one had showed me that I needed both of them to work together. So, yeah. So that's that, uh, and that, that kind of brings me to our little check-in point right here. We're going to, I'm going to check in with you uh, because I feel like you've laid out the case uh, that, that, that this is very confusing. People need help. And you've laid out the case uh, that, that you have, you have figured, you have figured out this, you have figured this out. Uh, now I kind of want to pivot for the, the next portion of our conversation to how you're getting your message out and how people can, uh, people can get in touch with you and utilize your services. I, I was at your website last night, late last night, because I don't have a life. It was about 2.30 in the morning. And I stumbled upon I stumbled upon a test, not the test you were, the earlier test you were talking about, Colin. This one was very Marine Corps level. It's three questions. I didn't even have to write it down. I could just do it. And uh, if, if you could start with explaining the three, the three question test and then what comes next if someone wants to interface with you. Sure. And I'll tell you that the website is one of the ways I find that as slow as it is to grow, the most effective way is just veteran to veteran or veteran advocate uh, to just sit down and just talk with people and let them see that you're genuine, that you're 
you're really trying to do the right thing and help them. Nobody's trying to, we very often tell a veteran, you don't need to change a thing. But with the website, uh, the first question or the three questions are, you know, do you use the VA? Uh, we absolutely make sure all military benefits are in effect. Uh, we don't move far because we don't know where the gaps are. Uh, military healthcare is great. TRICARE is great. Uh, VA, CHAMP VA, they're all wonderful programs, but no program out there to include the things that we do um, serve all. So it's a nice puzzle piece to put together. So the first thing we'll make sure is all military benefits are in effect being maximized. Then are you in the Medicare space? Because if you are, we may have the puzzle piece for you. And then do you know how to use them together? And by design, the question 99.9% .9 of the time should be no. Because, you know, just within TRICARE, you know, hearing Ashley talk about it, there's seven buckets just within TRICARE with prime, remote, standard, reserve, select, reserve, retired, plus, and then everybody at age 65 migrates to TRICARE for life. So there's many buckets within these, and we have spent a tremendous amount of time. Christina teaches me something every week. But that website generates a, a message to Christina and myself, and, and we follow up with that better. We have a one-on-one -on -one phone call and uh, just you know, tell me, tell me about, you know, six times out of 10, as you know, when we ask a veteran if they use the VA, they're going to say no. And there are veterans out there that are not qualified or eligible, two separate criteria. But we find many times we find two excuses that they don't hold water. One, I'm saving it for someone that needs it more than me. And when we say, do you realize that your CBOC, your clinic or your hospital, they're funded based on enrollment when they ask for the budget from Congress. So you haven't created an it to save it for anyone. So get enrolled, uh, then the benefits will be funded there for you. And if you don't need them, then yes, they can be safe for someone that needs it. And then they said, the second one I'll hear is, you know, I'm only hurting myself. And Christina can talk ad nauseum about the program of aid and attendance. And, you know, as you can see, I'm a big guy. And, you know, someday if someone has to help me get around, they're probably going to drop me. God forbid I may land on them. So we're going to have a couple people, you know, actually we're going to be joining you with cast and things on. So when we talk about aid and attendance and the help that that can give, uh, not only to the veteran, but then the spouse, you know, we kind of get that look like, okay, no, I get it. I should be enrolled. And we immediately link them up with one of our biggest partners in the community, which is the veteran services officer. So that's, that's sort of the evolution of that first contact and a couple follow-on contacts after they visit the website or after we have a face-to-face -face conversation. So you did, I, I heard you say veteran service officer. Do you, do you work a lot with, uh, veteran service officers of external organizations, like I'm trying to think of a great example, uh, the American Legion. You ever work with veteran service officers of the American Legion? We do, we do. <laughs> no, we do not identify as service officers in our capacity at Advocate, but there may be service officers on the call. And, um, you know, it's nice for our agents to know that there is expertise there. Um, and, but all of our service organizations that we partner with, American Legion in particular, have phenomenal service officers. Uh, we also find some at the state and county level, and uh, there will sometimes be a service officer uh, at a VA facility. Sometimes we'll find, like in the case of uh, there's one in hospital, uh, one hospital in Florida. Uh, you think you're talking to a VA service officer, but it's actually one of the state and county or um, one of the service organization service officer that has space at the Lake Nona VA. Uh, so you know, but that is our partner. Uh, we're their biggest cheerleader. We do not want to do their job. I know service officers fear that people are getting bad information, which is, it's a plague. It, it like dwarfs the coronavirus, the bad information plague. 
And, and they don't want to think that somebody's trying to do their job for them. And that's not our goal. We're, we're not staffed for that. We want to link the person with the, the need for information up to the best source of that information. We find that to be our service officers nationally. And I would echo that. Um, definitely department service officers within the American Legion. Uh, out of Pittsburgh, um, I've worked a lot with them. Pennsylvania has been very supportive uh, with their department service officers to assist any veterans when they're running into challenges. So I think the message that you know I often get is it's a veteran. They need help. We're here to help them. And um, and I can proudly say, you know, being part of the American Legion family, um, that you know it it really is important to me. So. You know, I, I thank you for everything that you do to get that message out there as well. Well, we thank you guys. And, uh, and getting the message of this stuff out is seems very on mission with both your organization and the American Legion. So uh, thank you for doing that. Uh, Ashley, do you got, you, got, you got something? You got a little trick question for them? Ooh, a trick question. I've, I have so many questions just because... I'm so novice on this topic and I'm really quite fascinated. Like I want to take like a training seminar with all of you so I can feel somewhat a breath with like all of the knowledge that has just been thrown out. Um, is there, um, i trying to think, hmm. hmm, I don't want to go too in the weeds. Right, right. Jeff knows how I get, I, I will, I'll start asking about how funding works from from state and federal programs to to like first contact between i mean gosh well while you think about it for a second i'll think about it think about it for a second i have it's it's a it's about a you know that mythical asking for a friend who is the friend that you see in the mirror every day but i know that it this question affects a lot of people and you alluded to it earlier dental dental care is one of the big gaps at the VA for, for some reason. I, I don't know why. But uh, so is what can people do about that other than uh, going private insurance and, and paying out the nose, which is directly above the teeth, so it doesn't help? So what can, what can we do uh, on the dental side? I'll let Christina tag on to this too, but you know, dental health is so closely related to the rest of your health. Uh, it is one of the very first things that we mention, and and we do find, uh, like as a retiree, when I retired, I was referred to the benefits website. You know, there's plenty of products on there. Um, they usually come at a premium, and inside the plans that we offer, um, and we really actually, Jeff, we spend more time explaining why it's not true. The veteran does not pay a penny for our services. Most of the time, vast majority of the time, these plans are zero premium. Sometimes they even give them some money back to be on that plan. And then as Christina mentioned, we've got one for dual eligibles in one of our state that gives you $6,000 worth of dental coverage. And they've not done anything but pay their Part B premium. And as I said, sometimes you get some of that back. So we spend a lot of time explaining why it's not too good to be true. But the dental care that we find, and it, it's missing on all three buckets that I love, you know, VA, Champ, VA, and TRICARE, except for 100% totally disabled veterans can get it at the VA. You know, we find that that's a, that's a huge, that's one of the first ones. 
uh, it's the top of the list when we go through the 10 or 12 things that a social worker may be looking for, the VA or the member themselves may be looking for. Um, Chris, you, you want to add on? I know you've had so many personal contacts where you've helped people there. Sure. So um, understanding how important the dental care is uh, for veterans, um, that's been one of the focuses that we've passed on to the carriers. Um, we've worked with the carriers to say, these are the things that are important to veterans. They need to know about dental care. And it needs to be something that, you know, um, can allow them to go anywhere because that's what they're used to. Um, it also has to be, um, you know, we look at transportation as another benefit for veterans. A lot of them can't get to their doctor appointments. Uh, so that is another thing that we've passed on to the carriers. Those are two important areas that need to be addressed. And so in each one of the plans that I know of, that are designed for veterans in mind include dental care. They include transportation. Um, they wanna make sure that they're hitting those areas of concern for veterans. And in particular, those that are in need. Um, you know, someone who's elderly and who can't get out, uh, who needs to get dental care, what can we do to ensure that they're gonna get the dental care? Um, it includes dentures. So where can you find a dental plan that includes dentures? I mean, that's huge. Uh, so I, I feel that, you know, the veterans that we've been able to touch, um, that's one of those areas where social workers are like, oh my gosh, I can spend all day looking for free dental care for a veteran. Um, or, you know, a, a veteran can say, I've opted not to get dental care because I don't have the money to pay for it. You know, so they're just waiting until it's at a point where, you know, um, they need to get it done right away and it With becomes emerging care instead. What's yeah. that? No, I was just going to say it, it, it takes it away from preventative care to now a reactive model of, of care, which most people then pay large sums of money. Like, you know, if you've got a crown or a root canal or um, gum disease, like a lot of folks don't realize, like to, to everyone's point here, like that is a direct reflection and can um, have underlining um, health issues throughout the whole body. And um, it's definitely something I think, you know, as an Ameri American Legion and um, and all of our other advocates in the space is continue to, to push for those um, those um, those benefits, dental benefits specifically for veterans. Well, I can tell you, I can tell you, well, first I was saying something Colin said, it probably costing the VA more money by not having dental because the mouth is attached to everything, right? So if they're not getting, if they're not getting the information early, it, the problems elsewhere are going to be bigger. And it's, it's, it seems, it seems like a, a cost suckage. And then I will say this is at least coming, uh, from from me, I, I'm working on a I'm working on a package of information to annoy our national judge advocate who used to uh, host with us here. Uh, it's a a packet a packet of resolutions. One of them for me is uh, is dental care that I, that I'm I'm writing for our our legislative people to kind of push for, as Ashley said, to include these things because it is so important. Um, I'm also adding a vanity one because they won't give me a, a contact lens prescription. So I still have to go 
<laughs> privately to get a contact lens prescription, but that's vanity. Um, but the dental thing is a really big deal. It's a really big deal because it, it does affect all of your health. And if even you don't even have to have a medical degree to know that if it hurts too much to eat, you're probably not eating well. Um, and, and you're, and you're, and you're doing self prescribed pain management for that, which is not good. Um, cause you're doing that on your own. So I, I, I don't know, Ashley, did you come up with a simplified way of staying out of the weeds? Did you weed whack or I, I did, we we I did, I did bring out long care. Um, so what I'd like to know is how, in, in your professional opinion, you've worked with a lot of folks, how can the, you know, how can the programs themselves, the health, the healthcare system, maybe that's too large, you know, the trees for the forest there, but how can the healthcare system and these programs better market or educate or raise awareness or, you know, be a better advocate themselves i always feel like it's always like secret scroll like you gotta you gotta go to the right website and then you gotta you gotta bury through all the policies or you you just get lost in the website like what would be your you know pearls of wisdom to you know these these programs out there and just for veteran situational awareness um you know how how do we how do we improve these systems and education moving forward Oh, what a great question. I'll Venmo you later. Um, <laughs> that, that's, and you know, that's our problem. We do not have a product problem. We do not have a cost problem. We simply have a getting the word out problem. Mm-hmm. So um, shows such as yours, uh, participation at national events, um, more agents participating in this program. Uh, we are currently the only FMO field marketing organization. We're sort of a go-between uh, between the large carrier partners in the nation and the agent. And we also were zero cost to the agent. So why they would not have an FMO that can do this for veterans, I don't know. But uh, just working and getting more agents, uh, Christina and I have certified hundreds of agents uh, that are literally out there in hundreds of venue opportunities at the grassroots level. Um, but we do uh, actually spend a lot of time just to, just trying to really convince someone that this is not too good to be true. They're like, wait a minute, you're gonna give me $50 and all I have to do is pay my Part B premium. And some of them go as high as 144. I mean, some of them pay almost all the Part B premium back. Uh, Florida is very robust in their benefits. But you're going to pay me this to take this. That costs me absolutely no more than my Part B that I'm paying now. And I get all this extra stuff. They're like, yeah, right. I, I had a guy like really give me some good words in Memphis one time. I'm like, no, I promise this is true. But, you know, we just have a getting the word out problem. These are always to do it, which is why we're so excited when we got an invitation to be on your show. Uh, Chris, you know, what do you see as our challenges? How can how can we be helped there? Well, I, I agree with Cullen that um, being on your show today and getting the message out uh, through the podcasts to the different veteran service officers, department service officers, letting them know that not to be afraid to talk with us. Um, we're here to help uh, just as they are that's our goal and mission and is to bring veterans this opportunity to understand about these benefits that they have. And so um, I think getting the message out to them to become part of those um, conversations that they have um, at the department uh, 
is important. Uh, so we're doing as much as we can to participate on the state levels as well. Um, but, you know, it's reaching out one veteran to another. And I think as veterans learn about it, um, one of the things they say is, why didn't anybody tell us, you know, how, how did we, how did we miss this? You know, this is a great benefit. And um, I, I sat down one time with 12 veterans out of the 12 veterans, five people signed up for a plan that day. Within two weeks, I had two more people that weren't even at that meeting. Two of the people were under 65 and two of the people were still working. I thought that was a pretty good uh, way to see how that could spread. So I think the more that we tell of the success, um, you know, and getting that story out there, um, you know, a story paints a, a thousand words, right? Uh, and, you know, this is one way to do it, get that story out. Well, speaking of stories and getting the word out, I would love to know, you know, how people can find you know, more information about you all. Um, if you're on social, like, like, what's the best way? Where, where is the HQ? Like, where can I find you? How can I get in touch? Sure. And uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sure. We're headquartered out of Venice, Florida, a little small town about an hour south of Tampa. Uh, there's seven, uh, one of our directors, or seven directors across the United States. We have 38 regional managers like Christina, although there's no one like Christina. She's awesome. Uh, and we are in all 50 states in Puerto Rico. So we have a nice national footprint. Uh, our website uh, is advocateforveterans.com, spell out the word for. And uh, many of the examples and stories that we gave, there's actually a real veteran customer of mine. So they all have this southern accent so they they were filmed right here in charlotte north carolina but you'll see an example of every one of those on there there's a guy that was on original medicare that didn't realize that he was on the hook for an uncapped 20 percent of his bills just you know very healthy never took any medicines or anything so we saved him from you know pain misery and financial distress down the road we had one guy on there uh jack god rest his soul since passed on but Jack was one of those that we sat down with and we said, you have wonderful coverage. You don't need to do a thing. And he said, wait a minute, you're not going to try to sell me something. We're like, no, you have great coverage. Jack brought us three guys the next day. So you've just got a variety. Paul is on there, our under 65 veteran I mentioned. So um, I love our website as a way to, to get the information out. I will co-sign that because the website is amazing. The website has, uh, they have those little markings that people, absorb through their eyes and do something, but they also have videos for people who don't do that reading, that other reading, people who don't reading. like to read. Reading. So it's, uh, I, wanna, I wanna thank you for providing this service just in general. I wanna thank you for making it palatable for Marines of all, or not Marines, just veterans of all different levels. And I especially wanna thank you for being on the show today. And I know Ashley and I are gonna do our bit to, uh, to advocate for advocate. So uh, thank you so much again. And I look forward to seeing you guys at convention. We'll be there. We will. Thank you so much for having us. So you were discharged with a 20% disability rating, but now you can't hear so well and need help. Contact an American Legion service officer. Service officers are free of charge and they help all veterans. Find one near you with our online tool at legion.org forward slash service officers.
Woo, that was a lot of information. Uh, what do you think, Ash? Uh, I think I need to do a continued learning session with them. I think there's so much in the space and there's a lot of confusion. Um, and I just think a lot of folks don't know how to navigate the healthcare space and, um, and all of the programs that are out there to either subsidize or complement uh, with your VA benefits. So uh, I thought it was really informative and I really appreciate, you know, their services and what they're doing in our community and across the country. As we heard, you know, they're in all 50 states in Puerto Rico, they're, they're doing everything that they can to, you know, raise awareness, connect people and, um, you know, they're doing it uh, with, with good intent. So I'm, I'm really happy about that. And I know uh, I'll be learn. I'll be trying to learn more myself because I know I will, I will um, not be doing that what i'm gonna do is let i'm gonna let professionals handle it for me because that's a lot that's just a lot for jeff daly of the michigan dailies uh we need we need assistance so okay we're gonna jump right into my favorite part of the program oh you can't help me today rapid fire <laughs> all right <laughs> i had to do a Good double rap for you it's uh, also low-hanging fruit that i'm gonna let go all right uh after that after all of that i need some energy so our first rapid fire is sweet support exchange ships nearly two hundred thousand boxes of girl scout cookies to troops overseas in the veteran news report i don't even need to read the story you got the story they're shipping a lot of a lot of goodies to a lot of good folks um i think weren't you a weren't you a girl scout i was a girl scout and i can tell you that I have several boxes of Girl Scout cookies just hanging out in my pantry. Do you have a favorite? I will say, ooh, I do. Um, I, ooh, it's a tie. So Samoa's, which is the coconut caramel chocolate. You like that one too? Yay. And I really love the shortbread. You know, the shortbread's classic. I can like, I feel like I can just eat it whenever. Cause like sometimes I'm not in a chocolatey mood, but like I could have a shortbread cookie and I'm content. Like I could have it with my hot chocolate. I could have it with my tea. It's just a very like supplemental. Cookie. You're not always in a like, chocolate mood, but you're going to have it with your hot chocolate. Yeah. Okay. It's just checking. It, I was just checking your math. It's a, it's a palate taste preference. I just need you to respect my choices. Thank you. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had, when you were a Girl Scout, if you had uh, this order, would you have won? Um, I was already a Girl Scout cookie sales, like lead in my but area. I could 200,000 extra have done for you uh they would just upgrade me to the best <laughs> junior daisy brownie of the century because that's always be closing Heck always yeah. be closing always be closing because all right I'll tell you, it's good stuff. let's go to rapid fire number pew, pew. that was two coast guard helps rescue 18 people stranded on ice flow f-o-f-l-o-e in lake erie you're gonna love this this is from ohio rescued by michigan rescued by michigan watch coast guard authorities say 18 people were rescued from an ice flow that broke away in lake erie over the weekend officials said a helicopter from air station detroit noticed a group of people on the flow near ohio's catawba is that i say that right catawba island i'm not entirely sure at about 1 p.m on sunday with several all-terrain vehicles seeking a route back to land the helicopter did some things pulled them up airboats came in handled the rest uh 
nobody was nobody nobody perished uh really nobody even required much medical attention but it had to be scary uh, i'd never heard of the word flow f-l-o-e which is mm. just like a break off piece of ice so that people are there doing their thing yeah. and it makes me think of car insurance oh you think car insurance? <laughs> well, when i you know, <laughs> you it's know. Wa- it was water so when i thought of flow i was like oh a wave or a Mm, something or see. other but the coast guard being coast guard doing their thing i make fun of them all the time but then they keep coming up with these stories i know they're always just being superheroes they're like mm-hmm. you know. silent trying to be humble except for you know my coasties at my post they're not humble they'll tell you every <laughs> one of these stories i will say the coasties i know are very humble and by far some of the most sweetest and enduring people i know so <laughs> That is really sweet. We had sweetness in rapid fire. Now we're going to see if that sweet, we had sweetness in rapid fire one and two. Will we keep it up in rapid fire? Pew, pew, pew. That was three. This one is in West Palm Beach, Florida from CBS 12. Uh, South Florida teen renovates camper for homeless veterans. All right. So this kid is giving back to, he's a teenager, giving back to the community with a special project to benefit the homeless. Oxbridge Academy senior Mia Bonuti spent the year renovating an old camper she found on Craigslist. The teen utilized skills she learned in woodshop to spruce up the camper, sew new curtains, update the electrical system, and more. The story doesn't go on to say who's going to be the benefit of this, but it's going to be one happy veteran. That's an impressive skill set. I just have been around a lot of folks younger than myself that don't have those type of skills. (laughs) Like let alone making eye contact me, eye contact with me when we have a conversation. So um, this is incredibly impressive. Um, kudos to Mia. That is amazing. And I'm sure whoever is going to, you know, directly benefit from her project, uh, which is also very sweet and altruistic of her. So we're on a three, for we're three? on this three, we're, we are three for three on the sweetness. Oh, sweet Mia. Thank you for rounding out our rapid fire with some sweetness. I, I'd say that uh, I'm really impressed that A, you found someone younger than you and B, I'd like to, I don't think people your age or even older than you have, not a lot of people have all those skill sets. Electric. I could do electrical. Sewing. Whittle some wood. I can make a fire. <laughs> I've got some skills. Thank you, Girl Scouts. Bring it home. <laughs> Okay. But I mean, I, I don't think making a fire would have been a great skill for this project, but uh, let's. Well, it's a camper. You know. You're going to go outside. I'm going to want s'mores. I'm going to, I don't know, depends on where you park it. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. We had a really sweet rapid fire today, and I'm super happy with that. And not all of it was adding to, adding to the awesomeness that is JD's presence. Uh, the, some of that sweetness was not caloric and I love it. So we're going to end it with there. And I'm going to I'm going to tell people to uh, please, whatever you're doing in the day, whatever your memory issues are, please remember this. Subscribe to the Tango Alpha Lima podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> please leave us a review and give us a big old five-star rating so that the world knows how much you love us this February. And uh, if you do have a guest recommendation, go to legion.org backslash Tango Alpha Lima and click on the suggest a guest link. We'd love to hear from you. 
Oh my goodness. And with that, I'm, I'm both happy and sad to say, I declare season three, episode 93, mission complete and oh, so sweet.